Helen. <laughs> Sorry. Helen. Andrew's not here. Andrew's not here. Guys, we are coming to you from a podcast studio where a person who works in the studio has just pressed record and left us to it because Andrew's stuck in traffic. And it is, honestly, we're like children unsupervised. We just spent five minutes talking about like a personal issue I have going on <laughs> and then whilst this recording. And then have to check on our phones what episode number this is, which is 39, 39 probably. Maybe welcome, welcome to welcome. episode thirty-nine of Trusty Hogs. My name's Helen Bauer. This slut's Catherine Bohart. Yes, We're I am. stand-up comedians. Hi. We're going to be talking about our lives, catching up with each other, feeling each other's titties, and then we're going to have on an amazing guest. Who is it, Catherine? Oh my gosh, it's Jaws Norris. How Jaws exciting! Norris. What a clown! What a goof! So exciting. a literal clown. I know. Right? It's really nice. And also, it's good for us to occasionally talk to a man. I think. Right. And then, and then, um, at some point, Andrew's going to show up for work. Like I guess whenever the fuck he feels like it. Insane. He's like, stuck in traffic. I'm like, it feels. Like like you left late and uh welcome yeah. welcome to Helen. trusty hogs welcome to trusty hogs through the fog step forth the trusty hogs yeah you're gonna give them your problems and they will solve them or maybe they won't and that's your problem they'll have guests and andrew white on the tech The trusty hogs, trust the trusty hogs, or maybe not. I'm sorry, I have so many questions. I have an answer for you before you even ask a question. Andrew was on a date last night. What? So for anyone who was at our live gig, Gigless, last night, so we're recording this Monday morning of this week. Andrew was like, showed up at the gig wearing this like zebra coat thing. Like super I've hot. I've seen it, I know the one. So hot, right? So hot. It looks warm, if that's what you mean. And he looked a bit like happy and dazed in a way that I was like, either he just has some like really nice sugary tree. He usually or... looks overworked. So I'm imagining dazed and excited is... It was confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. He's on a date. The date comes to the gig. What? The gig is already madness because our listener from Australia... I don't believe you. I'm... I, we stood outside and chatted together. Okay, so, I hugged them. Okay, so FYI, we have a listener who um, has watched all of our, li- our all of our online shows during um, the pandemic. There were like 62 shows. They watched every single one. And apparently they're in London, but you guys didn't get a photo together. And they came to Gigless last night. I'm sorry. I just think it's a pathetic lie. Shout out to Fred. Yeah, and I think you and Fred are sad liars. It like, was so mad. I don't believe you. Like, I, I, so mad. I'm not engaging with this. Go back to uh, Andrew's day because I don't believe the part okay, of it. Okay, Fred. so Fred's in the front. Row. Sadie, no, he's Sadie's not. there. Sadie's there, and Harold. No joke. Like the gang is there. I don't believe you. In the okay, Sadie, Fred, and Harold. Can you tweet Catherine and just let her know that I'm not mad? They okay. tweeted me. I don't believe them. Twitter again. Photo or it didn't happen. <laughs> Photo of Fred by the London Eye or it didn't happen. I'm. Okay, Fred, that's so easy to do. Can you go to the London Knights right next to the Shrek Adventure? You can't miss it. <laughs> um, basically, Andrew's date was there. And then after the show, like, Andrew just like, beeline for the date, obviously. Obviously. Didn't even see where they went. I'm assuming they went to the roof. I'm not joking. What? And then, like, but, like, and then th- all the comics arrived. Harriet Kemsley. Fucking we Emily adore. Bampton, the gang, yeah. the gang, the gang. Yeah. And Andrew was like, I'm on a date. And then all of us just in hysterics, like, oh my God, where, 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 where are they? Where are they? I gave them the talking to that you would have done if you were there. Thank you so much. What, was their like, inten- what are we- your intentions <laughs> about with our Andrew? No, not, no, no. <laughs> you can't do that. Second day. I sort of got all the comments together and I was like, we can look, but we're not going to ask questions. We're not going to be freaky. We're just going to be chill nice. about it. And then Harriet was like, what happens if they talk to me first? It's like, well, answer, answer them. Yeah. Like, don't be a weirdo. <laughs> 
I yelled at the date, not knowing it was the date Classic. whilst I was on stage. Classic. I was trying to do this bit of material about like, like how I'm currently wanking to imagination about plot twists in my like theories of wanking. I was supposed to be doing a set about my parents' divorce, but I got so thrown off. I don't do you know think that's thrown off? That seems pretty consistent for me. It was. It, it's consistent for me, but I'm trying this new thing okay. where like I prepare a set and I say it word for word. Fascinating. Adorable. Anyway, I don't think Andrew's late because of traffic. Oh. Okay. I think he got absolutely split in two lines. Ew, stop. No, I do. Why? I do. No, but are you happy? We have seen this lad go through so many ghostings. Helen, we don't know that the date's still in touch. That Don't. It was last night. They can't ghost him with him. Well, I want you to know that if they do ghost him, they're also ghosting you. Which is... Why? Because they met you as well. I mean briefly yeah I, but it's about you too this rejection is very personal I not take another rejection I know so yeah I hope Andrew doesn't get ghosted but I really hope you don't get ghosted because you you're know a real drama a queen week. you cannot bring this I know this you told me all about it when we were supposed to be recording the start of the podcast you also don't know about like the worst thing that happened this week fascinatingly that was not like it's it's interesting that you brought up Andrew good to know that he's a little liar and that's why he's late but maybe um, maybe I don't know for sure that little hussy liar but my other issue is that you haven't actually gotten to my main point of curiosity Actually, let's rewind. Just on Gigless, we are doing two Gigless Lives in Edinburgh, if you're going to be there. We'll oh, be doing- yes, we are. Very exciting. I think it's the 11th and 19th of August, if you're around. Come check us out. It's already on sale. Um, and the Trusty Hogs Live is selling really well, so snap up your tickets Yeah, now. you need to buy the tickets to Trusty Hogs Live like now. Ace That's going to be a tricky one to agreed, do in the day, I think. Agreed. But uh, to rewind, no, my actual point of curiosity was, why were you going across London with African snails? African land snails. Oh, my bad. Feel bad. As opposed to air snails? I have had a nightmare. I've had a nightmare. My life is like... I'm just going to quickly say, for anyone who's new, welcome... Oh, God. Um, oh, that was so phlegmy. Did you feel it was that? Horrible. That was horrible. No, I actually didn't know why I did that one. I regret it. that one. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, in my show in Bristol on Friday, yeah. I thought that there was an oinker in who was, a, who was a fan of Trusty Hogs. It was just a snorter, like a normal laugh snorter. And she did not know what I was talking about. And it was really embarrassing. I was like, oh, my God, do you listen to our podcast? And she was like, no, this is just how I laugh. And I was like, yeah, no, crazy. Same what? Ah! That's the fucking worst. I met a listener like yeah. last week at a gig I was doing in Peckham, just like a random gig, oh. like not a show show. And um, outside they went, by the way, I love your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Are you watching the show? And they went, what show? Oh! I was like, oh! I thought they liked the podcast and then like, looked me up online and came to see me. I was like, hell, I will kill myself. Hell, I will kill myself. Hell, that's hell. Well, anyway, if you are listening, thank you for actually listening as opposed to the people we just decide are based on like, like them. Desperate. Yeah, tragic. Tragic. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Nails. My little sister has a hamster. It's called Pancake. She loves it more than anything in the world. Yeah. She has also recently, I'd say for six months, got it in her head that her life is not complete without a snail. She is also using the leverage that Pancake will pass on soon. Did she ever... I read Sophie's Snails when I was a kid. Did you read Sophie's Snails? She used to have these snails in the garden in the potting shed that she would look after and race and stuff. No, fine, carry no on. No idea what you're talking about. Okay. Do you ever feel like you've made up a book in your head? Though? Yeah, Sophie Snails just then I really doubted. But I'm sure I did read, but my God, the way I'd you I'd be looked, interested to see if that's true. The way you looked at me, I was like... Or nothing, never mind. I don't know what. <laughs> it was like part of the Catholic education system. I'm like, ah, God, I'm pretty sure. No, because only the bad snails went to hell. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Basically, she has wanted snails for so long as a pet. 
And then it was just sort Why? of like, okay, they're so... Because she likes them and also she knows that they're like a hard one to say no to because they're so simple, right? right? So we thought. So she was asking, and me and my brother were like, fuck it, we'll get her a snail. I went away to Germany, okay? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't free. I was like running around. My brother was like, I'm free today. I'm going to buy a snail. Was it sehr gut? So es war toll. Es war eigentlich toll. I don't know what that means. That's very and, scary. Okay, it was it was good. It was yeah, great. nice time. I'm so great. glad. Okay, great. great, amazing. The snail he orders. What happened is he either ordered four, or four just showed up, and he's not sure what happened. They threw in three free snails, or one of the snails, who's now called Donkey, gave birth. <laughs> That's such a great name. Excuse me, what? <laughs> gave birth on the way to arriving at Ted's. Do my they, brothers. Do they don't lay eggs. They just give birth. This is a thing. We've now done our research. Turns out snails have cunts and dicks. No. And that I'm actually panicking. They're self-fertilizing. They can have up to a thousand eggs a month. They can self-fertilize. What are you talking about? Basically, I've given Marianne 4,000 snails by Christmas. No. But she already knew there were four snails after I found this out. So I can't arrive with one because then that's the end of me. Right. So she's now got four snails. Donkey, we think, is the mum. And then there's three others. There's Gollum, Curry, and Helen. Um, <laughs> which I'm not okay with either. Like, she's been messaging for like a month being like, Helen, be upset if I call snail Helen. It's a cute little thing. It's only cute. And then this is the thing. Helen the snail. Pause, pause, pause. No, pause, pause, okay. pause. Those names are fucking phenomenal. Shout out to Marianne. What incredible I naming I named Donkey prowess. Donkey because she rung me up crying because she found a snail online she really liked that was called Shrek and she was really upset because she didn't want to copy that's amazing <laughs> but truly I'm in awe of those names like they are excellent but to go back you've brought her potentially four snails that were maybe one when they were even first paid for chances are high yeah and you're saying so is she prepared to fr- let let free the so other- I said because um Curry, Helen and Gollum won't be ready to breed until December time. And Are those I, three people, she, three things she hates? No, Gollum is after my brother. Because she's like, it's a little runty thing. It's so gross. Okay. And then um, Curry, she just likes Curry. Sure. Listen, great. And Who then doesn't? Helen. And then Helen. And what's awful is like my dad and my sister have already had like three phone calls about the snail Helen who apparently eats everything and just lives in a cave <laughs> and he's like just said she's got a healthy appetite like our Helen <laughs> it's like what? no no I'm also not competing with the snail for like attention also not being body shamed vicariously like Through what's this happening little snail yeah, Helen I'm good thank you Nick and also apparently Helen's the only snail that doesn't sit on the roof and it's like oh, I don't like uh, why is Helen being bullied yeah that's very odd also what are the rest of them doing up there hang on rewind so, is she prepared to let them out in the garden if they... All I'm going to say is, if you want a snail, you come to me first. Yeah, okay? don't buy from anybody or any I other have, vendors. I have, I have a plethora of snails. No, they are African land snails. Right. So they, well, I think they are. God knows what Ted ordered. They look like just snails as far as I'm concerned. They look the same as regular snails. Aren't they yeah. meant to be huge? They grow to the size of your palm. And that's Gross. where she, she wants them to get big enough and strong enough that Pancake can meet them. Is that how she wants Pancake to die? No, because Pancake, we don't... This is another thing as well. It turns out some snails are poisonous. We don't know what we've given her. It's just... Oh, it's absolute my God. Nobody, want, nobody wanted to Google before they gave these to her? I think we all had intentions to. <laughs> Everybody meant to Google. Everyone, everyone meant to Google in my family. So Did any of us? No. no. So she owns these four snails that will grow to the size of palms and produce a, a, a thousand baby babies a day. Each. A month. 
Sweet Jesus. Uh, is she prepared to set them free as they are birthed? No, she cannot fathom a world where she lets go of a snail, obviously. So she's already bought <laughs> a shelving unit from Ikea. No. Which will house them all. No. But it's like, there's no point in separating them because they're self-fertilizing. So all I'm, all I'm thinking at the moment is I'm just hoping Helen, Gollum and Curry, they could be asexual. And you not, think all three of them will be asexual? You think the one who's most like you is going to be asexual? Me and my mum chatted about it. She was like, there's a good chance one might be asexual, but there's no way you're getting four asexual snails. Sweet mother but of God. But you never know. No, I think we know. So hang on. Well, then I'm going to have to go around when she's out and do a fucking killing. A call. And I don't want to do that. You're going to have to call the snail. I'm not calling, because one of them's called Helen. I Can you not just put them Helen. outside? This is the thing. I've turned to Frances. She's trying to kill snails in her garden. Everyone's trying to do it because they're killing crops. I think we might have imported a problem. I don't know where it got them from. Oh my God. You're gonna it's probably to... illegal now I'm saying it. You're going to have to go around with salt. No. Oh. Do I, just, do I just drop like a bit I of Saxo in her case? I don't know how it just... works. That's awful. It's the worst gift I've ever given. And I've are... given some shockers. How big are the cases? Well, they're babies at the moment, so the case is like this big. Okay, if you're listening at home, that's still the size of like... The size of my... Like, I say smaller than my torso, but around Catherine's torso size. Oh, interesting. I was going to say like your granddad's kitchen television. That's nice. You know what I mean? That's like That's nice. That feels that's like nice. right. Yeah. So they've got space and they've got like... She's put a plant pot in for them. And she like, she's great. She's done all the research. She's making them calcium cakes from scratch, which she's bought like um, so pineapple ice cube freezers. Oh, she's and so she's going to make calcium cakes in each of them for each of the snails. And Helen lives in a plant pot. And um, um, Curry and Gollum... Hi- Sorry, I keep trying to say Basil because one of them was called Basil until the other day. It's We're, we're very changeable at the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it became Gollum. Sure. Interesting that it wasn't Basil to Curry. Fascinating. Okay. Very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. No, because she, she really likes Curry. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, I like, actually out of all the snails, Curry, I'd say, is the one I'm a fan of. Interesting. What's its vibe? Like, kind of coy. Oh, Like, cute. under a leaf and then just, like, looks up with its little eyes, like, Meh. But then a little bit spicy at uh, an hour. Yeah. Love that. I can tell you now, not a fun day traveling across London with four snails. People look at you weird. Obviously, Helen. I'm just getting Obviously. Like, dirty looks. And it's like, they're fine. Like, why am I being stared at? God, what a life you live. I assumed it was because I've been alive with the Apollo. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's staring at me, and it's like, no, it's because you're a big lass holding Is it four snails on the show? overground. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, oh. Uh, I played Apollo last night, by the way, not live with the Apollo, but I opened for Joe Lyce. I know you did. Oh How my. was that? That's a big fucking room. That's <gasps> a big old room. It's a big room, but you've done big rooms. I've never done that big. What is it? 3,000? Three and a half. Fuck off. It's, it's actually 3,600. <gasps> I had never done that big a room. And honestly, I was fine when I was just looking down at the people like down on the first level. I was like, yeah, this is a shitload of people, but I can do this. But occasionally I would accidentally look up at the next tier and I'd be like, oh my God, it's too many people. They yeah, could the kill me. the next tier is the frightening tier. 100%. Yeah. Very intimidating. I can't believe, was the first time you played that when you did Live at the Apollo? Yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, I did that warm up in the afternoon where like, you don't really say anything, but you practice walking through the smoke. I'm impressed. I'm impressed because I I really had to stop myself sitting. I was on the biggest beta blocker ever. Oh, like, really? I was so drunk. Are beta blockers? I've never done one, and they feel like they should be my vibe. They would be. But have you ever had a panic attack? 
<laughs> or do you just get anxious? No, no, I'm genuinely like. I asking. wake up in the morning, sure. You yeah, know, I like I have you panic have attacks. Pa- yeah. Okay, so basically, this it's only easier to describe to people who have had a panic yeah. attack. So when you're having a panic attack, your brain's going really fast, but mm-hmm. also your body starts reacting. Mm-hmm. So everything starts going really fast in your body. Your heart stops beating faster. You can't yeah. quite control your limbs properly. Everything feels like it's shutting down. A beta blocker slows the whole physical process down, so oh. you can't really fully get to that state of panic or remain there. Wow. Because like. Your heartbeat can't really rise that much. You sort of like stay very present in your body. It means that your brain can still go funny, but it slows it down enough that I feel like I have a chance to follow a thought. Fascinating. And And that's not the medical explanation, but as someone who has had them, that's how it feels. It works for me. Do you have to get them from your doctor? Yeah, they are prescription here. Okay, I feel like in the if, UK, I feel like if Andrew was here, he'd already be like, "Stop this chat; it's not allowed." But okay, <laughs> no, it's, it's an option. Like, I um, if any of our listeners are GPs, could you please? <laughs> okay, I don't recommend them for everyone. They're not necessary. Oh, we shouldn't be recommending and them for I anyone. We don't know it, shit. We're not doctors. I haven't taken one since Live at the Apollo, and I had mine prescribed to me. Guys, but we're not like, doctors. We're just a pair of clowns. I don't know. I'm kind of a doctor. Oh my god, I nearly messaged a doctor the other day. It's on. Tinder? Oh, like Heidi's girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Uh, um, okay, cool. I have like this bruise on my tit. What? It's just a bruise. Is it's it another spider bite? No. Oh, what did? You, what were you doing? Were you tweezing? I know. I wasn't touching it. I must have just punched myself while I was sleeping. No. What actually happened? Sunil bit me. What? Not joking. I just wanted to see how happy you would be. I was so excited. Oh my god! It's happening and it's kinky. I'm so excited. Oh my god! No. Yes. 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 Please fuck Sunil. Absolutely not. Anila's Helen's housemate, if you're new, welcome. Um, t- <laughs> what just happened to you? How's being you? For- welcome. welcome. <laughs> Tell me about your week. I mean, I've had bits and messages, but like... Oh, it's been a lot. Finishing my out of London tour dates. So busy. Uh, yeah, I work, uh, I'm working too much at the minute, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get back to balance any second now. <laughs> Where was back your balance? to balance. 2015? I'll find balance. Yes, <laughs> before I started comedy. <laughs> I will find some balance shortly. Um, I'm really hyped for Edinburgh because I get to stay in the one place the whole time. Um, I that the other honestly, day. I can't wait just to be in one city for a month. And we're going to be walking distance from each other. Oh my! And I'm going to be all over you. I'm sorry. But I'm going to trundle up to yours. Like I'm going to be real into your like in your business. I'm, I'm coming for brunch every day. Yes, please. I'd love that. We I can joke. Sit, I'm not doing that. But can we I'm sit? Sorry, in the, we can I'm sit not. in the garden sometimes. I love the garden. Yeah, we can sit yeah, in the garden. Yeah, you stay the garden nice. It is really nice. Yeah, and yeah. there's little kitty cats. And I'm living with five comedians. Oh, girl, come on over. Oh, girl. Oh, girl, you're going oh, to come, come, come over. You're going to want to come over. You can have a vegetarian sausage with You're going to want to get away from that. Yes, you can. Of course you can. I'll make you one. Um, I'm also getting really good at poached eggs. So, you know, there's a lot to come for. Now, oh, you're thriving. <laughs> thriving. So, um, I opened for Joe, which is always a delight. He's such a nice man. So you did it at Hammersmith Apollo, but you did it twice there. No, I just did it once there. I'd done two. Um, oh, so good. What was the other date, though? Hippodrome? Oh, I did the Brighton, no, the Birmingham Hippodrome. That's it. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was joyous because they were like, Joe, Joe, Joe. But I mean, last night he got two standing ovations on the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is comedy. Wow, fascinating. Uh, he's amazing. Stop. Yeah, it was actually like, you know, when you think, I'm, go- I'm getting better. And you're like, okay. Oh, we're nothing. We are yeah. nothing. Like, literally turns in a, po- in a pond. It's this crazy. is why we need to find our crowd. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're doing it with this podcast. Yeah, we are. 
Um, can any of you guys who come to our gigs coming up, no matter how badly it goes, can you just stand up at the end? Yeah, that'd be great. Like, honestly, even if we've, you know, not made you laugh, insulted your family, just just get on up Why there. Why are you insulting people's families? I don't know. I did 20 minutes opening. But this is what this is how I know I was nervous. I did like five minutes of crowd work in a, in a room of 3,600 people. It's like... It's a mental choice. It's a crazy choice. Like, it would take like a minute for my question to reach the person it was supposed to and then with the sound moving back another minute. It was crazy. Anyway, I had a lovely time. Um, but I also did... Weird. Okay, I did a corporate for Ford where they were Quickly, like corporate gig for comedians where you've got to go and you, you sort of like either talk with someone or do a set for a business and then they go yeah we've 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 done our arts quota it's good for people and this month they do it with a lot of queer people where they basically just sort of like so- my dad's sewage farm had Zoe Lyons talking to them about her entire life story exactly thank yeah. you for your cash much obliged um so yeah finally at the stage where pride gigs pay how delightful but this was a pride Stop. event I know, I did somebody. International Women's Day and Pride, the amount of offers of unpaid gigs. (laughs) You're like, I'm good, thanks. Um, But yeah, so I did this Pride event with Gareth Thomas, a famous Welsh rugby player. I mean, I recognize the name. You know him. He's queer, he's tall, he's a great guy. Is he blonde? No, he's very bold. Okay, this is awkward. Okay. Okay. All right. Ah. Well, I was there. <laughs> We're not sports guys here. That's fine. So um went there and it was a really odd mix of like I was at this Goodwood Festival of Speed, which is like a motorsports event. Uh-huh. Um sure. Why, why wouldn't you ask a thirty three year old woman who can't drive? Makes total sense that I She's can. learning. She's learning. And um and so I was there and I've never seen so many men, genuinely. Like I'd say for every hundred men there was a woman, maybe. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, it was, and also very much your type. Heaven. Like, yeah, like petrol heads as well. Like, I oh, very much your type. God, amazing. And um, it was sort of a heady mix between men who looked like they'd come off motor- motorbikes and men who looked like they'd come off yachts. It was like, uh. either people were wearing like bike boots or they were wearing like yeah. no socks with loafers. Do you know what I mean? Either way, um, I'm in. Yeah. And so, but it was a really, it was a very odd event, only in the sense that like it was lovely and we were talking about really important things. And I felt like gayness. It, it was creating a queer Talking space in a quite a like quite yeah. a macho environment, but also it was in a macho environment, and people would just walk by and say the worst things. No, oh, a hundred percent, because they had this huge gay truck, basically the very gay Raptor, great, which looked incredible. Right. Let me tell you, but then like just yeah, you just have people walking by saying truly the worst things you can think of. I'm not even going to give them these like the uh-huh. airtime. I don't. They're not listening. Come on, but um, but were you? performing or was it like interviewing yeah he was interviewing me whilst this was sort of like happening in the background it was a very odd mix but you know what what's wrong with people oh so much I mean the world we're in what is happening to the world sorry I know this is supposed to be a fun podcast but also like Roe v Wade oh my god I I thought it was a joke it when I was on Friday I was like tour support in fan yeah and she arrived and she went so you can't get an abortion in the US and I was like no, that hasn't happened no, yet. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Yeah. It's, um, I think what's mad about it is, for me, I, I'm actually, weirdly, I hate to say it, but like, unsurprised in a way. But what's mad is that, like, it's not even democratically representative. Like, mm-hmm. that they've absolutely just mm-hmm. stolen the rights from people who democratically mm-hmm. willed them to be in existence. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, the world is... It feels like everyone like like there's a hatred of women that I that is so profound. 
But did it come from us sort of getting closer to it? Not even equality, but closer to it. Yeah. And just because we got closer to it, they panicked and had to take something else Oh, I think away. so. I do think it's a reaction to, um, to yeah, us achieving more liberty. It's horrifying. And I don't, and it's not funny, but I do just want to be like, if you felt like ass over the weekend or you still feel like ass, I think that's actually fine and normal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you read that news and we were just like, cool, well, that's normal. Well, you'd so be like, what? And go get an abortion because there's people that can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you've just like fucking rack them up because you never know when they're going to be taken away from us. <laughs> get, get them while the they're get get the hot. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I Andrew's still not here. I know. He's I know, I know like, like a poignant chat and then like Andrew's still not here. But you thought it was poignant that you were like, get your abortions him. when you can. <laughs> it's an option. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Should we introduce our amazing guest? I absolutely think we should. Um, it's a man. Wow. What a bad introduction. Sorry. He's one of the best boys. He's a nice boy. He's we, a we, nice boy. We assume. He's so... F- I know. No, he... Okay, I think good. I know. Okay, good. I think okay, I know. Good. No, we're real excited to have him on. He's doing a show in Edinburgh. He's so funny. He's a very silly, funny boy. I it's- think he'll help with snails. Oh, that? He oh, he's a good guy. like someone who would get it. He does feel like a person who'd know. All right, everybody. It's, it's Jaws Morris! Do, 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 do. What's do, that? That's the theme tune that he plays. And then it goes like theme tune, and then it'd be like, Helen Bowers on tour, go see Madame Goodtit. And then it goes, Catherine Bohart's in Edinburgh, blah, 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 blah. Do, 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 on do, what? Do, do, do. And then we're back with Jaws. What? That's how the podcast works. What? Who, whose podcast? Hours. That's not our theme song. Oh my god, I'm walking away. Hi everybody, I'm doing the last week of my tour pre-Edinburgh at the Soho Theatre. The week beginning the 11th of July to the 16th of July. I'll be there every single night, 7.30 I believe, but don't quote me on it. Um, tickets are very much on sale at the Soho Theatre website. Um, can I now do a plug, Andrew? Yes. <laughs> Come see me on tour. Tickets at helenbauer.co.uk. Jaws Norris! Hello. Welcome! Hi. Welcome, Jaws Norris, to the best day of your life! Whoa. I know. Really? Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome. It's a lot to promise. But it might what, be. Is this what you wanted to be wearing on the best day of your life? Um, I'm happy with it. I think Great. it's a decent colour. I wanted a sort of a forest. I went through a, I like a rebrand during lockdown, and throughout the rebrand, I was I, I wanted a sort of a forest green type thing. What have you and it rebranded took me about two years to? to? T-shirts. I used to wear um, old shirts that I was given. I was sort of given all my clothes for a very long time, Wait, and then at some happening? point, I thought I got to. I don't know. I got to make some choices. Because I'd never chosen what to wear. Where before. did you get the shirts from? The shirts were most. I worked in a. I kind of ran. This was a weird job, but I sort of ran a, a higher education college for French students for two years. It was sort of fraudulent. Uh, and then the woman who ran it, who was an ex, she used to be a TV presenter, and she'd ended up running a university and didn't know how, so she just asked me to do it. And then one day, her husband got too fat, so she gave me all his clothes. <laughs> what Whoa. is it happening? It was absolutely nuts. It was a really weird job. But I got, you know, I got stuff out of it. I got a cool leather jacket. I got a kind of a biker's uh, What's happening? thing. 
So has the rebrand come with a new job? Or? No, this was just, I thought I've got to stop taking clothes from people that give them to me and I've got to start, I've got to start spending money, you know? Okay. You've got to start oh, actually owning your own you. stuff. Wow. And forest green, what, it really brings choices? out the blue in your eyes. Really? Thank you. Yeah, it's all really kind. Thank you. Well done. Wow. And Lovely. I just bought a forest green sofa. Did you? Yeah. You bought a sofa? I, I know, know. I cannot stop telling people about what it. Why have you bought a sofa? I was livid that she did it without conferring with me, but it turns out she bought exactly the same sofa I have, but in a different colour. So no way. What colour is yours? Grey, obviously, no. because I can't yeah, have grey things. Well, also, it doesn't. you can't see the dirt. I can't oh, be, I yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. dealing with every white speck bothering me. Did you buy yours? Y- yeah. Why have you both owned sofas? Do you own houses? Jaws. No, Jaws. No, Jaws. no, no, no. I've leveled up. Have you I've a... leveled up. I'm telling you Jaws. now. I, I did Are you Apollo gonna like and I'm a whole new person you now. You missed yeah, no. Jaws' joke. He asked if we owned our property. <laughs> I, I thought that was the order that you got. I thought property came before sofas. No, I thought no, you no, buy no, a flat no, no, or a house and then you buy no, a sofa. To no, 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 okay. no. Situ- so Catherine's no. situation is she rents and needed somewhere to sit so she bought a sofa. Okay. I rent as well right. with Sunil Patel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and you had a sofa. You've been living there for ages. He has a sofa. I, don't, I never owned a sofa. <laughs> he had a sofa that he and bought off Ikea. The gym. <laughs> yeah. And Helen's not allowed you on the sofa because apparently own. it's not okay to sit on it with a nightie on with no knickers and leave a discharge stain. Right. So sue me. <laughs> apparently. So sue me. God forbid I, I hate leave you. a bit of women's I fluid hate or something. You. I hate you. The forest green is ruined already. Enjoy your berries. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but... The deal was, because he wanted to get a TV, and I was like, if you get a TV, I'll get a sofa we can sit on, because our sofa was the cheapest one from Ikea, and we both made noises getting up from it, and it was so uncomfortable. Where's the new one from? Snug. Snug, thank you. It's really fancy. Who are not sponsoring us, but who I chose because um, they break down into three pieces, which, presuming that I will be renting till I die, I might live upstairs. You can take it somewhere. Exactly, exactly. And I got it because Catherine's got it. Yes, right, right, yes, right. Because yes, yes. I know she would have done a lot of a research. very good Did guarantee. You look at anything else a very good guarantee. This will work. It's Catherine's it. one. Right. It's a very good guarantee, and you can. Um, did, have you put a spray on to stop it getting stains? You what? said right. This is the thing. You said send you me your address. Send me your address. Flat one. No, send no. Send it to me. <laughs> Why do you have to okay. put a spray on it? What does that do? Because it's It means Fire, that it, fireproof. It, it, no, it means that it's wipe clean. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa! I know, and then you just spray the little patch that you wash. But you have to do like one big spray. Does that not just make it very um, kind of like cold to the touch all the time? No, 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 no. It's like not a, like a slick like a, like a spray. It dries in. Oh, we should do that instead. How about we do that plastic? But that's wrap? essentially what this is. But could we not just get the plastic wrap? Um, do you want? I thought you wanted it not to make sense. As you gotta. No, no, I make the sound when I got up from the other Okay, but then it, oh. me and Steve would be like... Okay. Why does this sofa mean that you don't do it's that? It's higher off the ground. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're okay. basically standing. Yeah. Against <laughs> then again, we it's just a shelf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a game at the weekend, um, me, Sunil and Francis, where we had to stand up from the sofa and all the different little chairs. Because we've got like a tiny little chair that's like basically on the floor that doesn't have feet. And we had to stand up from it without touching anything. Right. And then we had to stand up from the floor without touching anything. This which was, was really game. hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> How, how long wow! It About thirty minutes of all of us struggling. That's pretty good. It sounds actually. like three adults trying to do a squat. We don't have much going on at the moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, something to think about. I think you should get the spray. Uh, I want the spray. Can so you give me your think? address. Okay. Andrew, because you haven't invited me over Can yet. Yeah. I, I invited it's her crazy. last week, it's and crazy. she said no. last minute. You know I'm a planner. Yeah. Uh, just a give me a month's before. notice. Yeah. You need it for what? A reminder for what? For, to send Catherine my address. I can. How do you not have Helen's address? That's what I'm saying. She how hasn't have you given not it visited? To me. Oh, I, I can send you Helen's address. 
Thank I've you so been much, to Catherine Andrew. so many times. I'll, I'll live there. Since January. Around. You should have had her around. I know. Thank six you, months. Yeah. I agree. I'll come as well. You can invite You can come after today. I can't after today. Why? Because you've got a plan. I got a whole day plan. Next Monday. Do you just check my diary? A thing will be suggested to you, and you'll just do that right now. She yeah. goes with her whims. Mm. That's nuts. That's absolutely crazy. Interesting. I thought of you. You'd have been like a more spontaneous guy. No, I'm a real kind of. Like, Me too. I'm quite boring. I'm really. Oh, boring. that's not what I said. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I'm I, sure you're not. I, I said I'm I, a planner. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a boring trait, does it? I don't think it's a boring trait. I just I, a lot of people in my life are very last minute as well. Right. I okay. think I would naturally be a planner, but like I'll get a message from like someone who lives close to me being like coffee, and I'll be like, yeah, you'll just do it. Yeah. What? No way. No way. What? Yeah. I'll what be about planning the plan? To, like, have a think. What plan? I the, like the five year plan. I feel pretty much every single second of my week. In your five year plan. Yeah. What would I- she be like? Babe. <laughs> Wait, you want a what? A, a smoky babe. <laughs> oh, that, the Disney princess plan. At what plan. point in the five-year plan does that happen? Is that imminent? Five years. Oh, okay. That's the yeah. end of the five-year plan. Yeah. yeah. Do you then have like a chapter two for what happens after that? Or is that... Oh, shit. Goes? There'd be a sequel. Oh, I th- I just... Oh, my God. That's so sad. I just think... Well, yeah, because then the five years are up and then you've got to have a new five-year plan. Giles, why are you doing this to her? Yeah, sorry. It's, yeah, okay. it's stressful. Probably raise the Von Trapp family. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sure. Are they still around? The real one. Surely ones. there's one left. <laughs> there were a lot of them. There there's got to be guys. one, no? Surely. Little Gretel, maybe. Were they yeah. real? Were the Von Trapps real? They, it's based on a true story. No. Yeah. I don't know if they were all that good. Can like, you imagine how annoying that family would be, just be singing as they go? You'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> for, for sure there was one sibling as well who couldn't sing that they were yeah. like, don't, don't talk about Kurt. Like, Can you imagine not... that on your holiday? Just like, oh, you're coming down. Somebody's putting their... The Von Trapp family feel like the kind of people who get up at 7am to put the towels down whilst singing. Do you know what I mean? That feels racist to Austrians and Germans. No, but it's right. I'm right. Come on. They'd be down there at 6am being like, putting out the towel. Oh, fuck off. I hate it. (laughs) I've not seen it. I've never seen it. What do they do? Interesting. They They all say goodbye to each other. And hello. They say hello. So yeah. long, is that farewell. Two songs? Oh my god! Or is it Andrew. within the same song? Yeah. I'm literally right. I'm going to explain it really quickly. Okay. okay. The Von Trapp family, Captain Von They're Trapp, Austrian. has Genau. Yep. They have seven children. Okay. His wife dead. Really dead. Oh, well, single dad of seven, seven children. Seven kids, and it was a long time ago. Yeah. And all the it's nannies. Actually, they... be weirder if she was alive. Yeah, you're right. All the nannies they get in quit because they put spiders in her hair. Oh, so they're horrible. They no, vile, but they they, 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 they want their good. dad. They I want their the dad. Whole... They want him to look after them. But right. he's always he's busy unavailable captaining. because he's fighting Nazis. He, no, he, he is a Nazi. He, well, he no, has he to be a Nazi because he's Austrian, but what? he's not a Nazi, so he runs away from it. Right. But you had to like, if you weren't a Nazi, then you got in trouble. So like you. You had to follow. How does Julie Andrews? Wow, I didn't know you were such an apologist. Here's the thing. Let's not bring the Nazis into this any more than we have to, okay? Sure, there are swastikas in the film. Does not take away from the music. Then, Julie Andrews is at a nunnery, okay, yeah. at a convent. She, They can't solve her. She's a problem. She is solve. a problem nun. She's, she's, she's on time she for so every meal. She's on time for the meal, but she's late to church. She wears curlers under her wimple. She is just, she's a mess. Okay. And I don't think she's meant to be Doesn't young. sound very messy. A wimple. Oh, you know what? It's what about they have their call to? Pr- it's what? It's the nuns um, wear veil. It's the hat. The habit. The no, veil. A wimple is um. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a habit. A yeah, but it's, uh, the wimple's a... underneath it, isn't it? Is it, is it the tighter on the head thing? I thought a wimple was what like a, a medieval princess wears. It's a wimple sounds like euphemistic for a uh, penis. Andrew, what's the wimple? Yeah, uh, um, a, a wimple is like a sort of um kind of clothy bonnet sort of thing. 
Um, it would kind of. I don't think it goes under a a, a, a habit. It is separate to a habit. My apologies. Right. I think it's for when you're like a nun in training. Then right. before you get uh, the habit. Uh, okay. Right, right. Oh, the little the little white hat. Like yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit like Handmaid's Tale, but without the yes. kind of dog cone. Aspect. The wimple. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fine. So she's not a full nun yet. She's not a nun yet. Mother uh, Superior uh, has uh, always late. She's so problematic. Right. Right. Okay. How do you catch a moonbeam in your hand? Questions. Okay. okay. Mother Superior's like. Is that a right. subplot? The moonbeam mm, thing. It's a lyric. Just a, right. It's okay. Lyric. It's just an analogy. Maria. Okay, she's like, what do I do? Mother Superior's like, you need to be challenged, okay? Yeah. There is a man in town who has seven children and they need a governess. And she's like, mm, I'm not sure about this. She leaves and sings a song called I Have Confidence. And she's like, oh. you know, um, a captain with seven children. What's so fearsome about that? Okay, well, we're not doing a live and, run through of the whole okay. story, <laughs> okay. And then she arrives there. She takes care of the seven children. She brings music back into their lives, which died with the mother. They had music in their lives because they were already all singing... Hello, goodbye, weren't they? Or I'm a little girl. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Even I know that until she gets there, yeah. She makes them do it. nobody sings until she turns up. How long into the musical is that? 15 minutes tops. Yeah, right. so obviously. 15 minutes of yeah. silence or just dialogue? No, Maria sings. No, she dialogue. Maria sings. sings. Yeah. The hills are alive with the sound of music. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Right. I have confidence. <laughs> okay, okay. She okay. arrives. very much the lead. I in thought this. you meant it didn't become a musical until like halfway through. No. So you watch a kind of very it natural It opens drama. with the hills oh. are alive. Oh my Helen, God. Helen, yeah. Helen, yeah. we cannot. The, not the whole Why thing. Why did you ask? Yeah. Why yeah. did you ask? Why did you ask? None of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. She raises them. They become a band yep. and then they run away from the Nazis through the hills great I just said singing group rather than band there's no real instrumental part like no yeah, nobody's playing a voice is an instrument they're not doing like festivals no but they're not like is it one of those ones where they're singing in the in the in the world of it they're singing as well or yeah not, yeah yeah all the every time they sing they're actually singing they or is some of it imaginary singing as no, just no, singing but they also reference the singing like they when sing right. things they could easily say okay. if that's what you're asking right. it's that kind yeah, of I music. find that a bit confusing I hate it yeah I hate it guys this has been a really tough episode for me so far sorry I'm we're, we're have, only 15 minutes in I'm gonna <laughs> have a grape and calm down but I, I honestly cannot recommend it enough yeah I should watch it it sounds really good. I, I think you've seen it now. Yeah, I think you get yeah, the gist. Yeah, yeah. I've seen enough of the. I've seen the bit where she. The, the subplot is that the dad has a fiance. Oh, baroness. And but he falls in love with her. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously, because of course he does. Yeah. Because because it's a she, film. Yeah, and because she makes his and she children his kids sing. sing. And what's sexier than that? I don't know. It's weird. They just love each other. Yeah. It sounds nice. It's really sounds good. Sounds really nice. It's, I think I might watch it today. What about the Baroness, though? She's fine. She's got Max. What happens to her? Who's Max? Max is their uncle. Right. God, there's so, you know what? A lot of drama. It, it's just, there's so much going on in it the whole time. I just got a text from my Botox people reminding me to see them on Thursday. What a harrowing, harrowing thing to receive. Why do you, you getting... have to go? I don't have to go. I'm choosing to go. Frown at me. Disgusting. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not joking. Wow, that's really good. How mad Thank is that? You. Do you want to see my Fran? Yeah. That's no, good as well. No, but it's worth saying that mine is mine is worn off now. I'm going to... Um, How often do you get it? Well, I've only had it twice, but this time I'm going to Joanne McNally's Dr. Dr. Ewan, who's Scottish and seems nice, and I'm right. hoping that it'll he'll make me magically... Do you think he can make me look like Jessica Chastain with Botox? Is that how it works? I don't know. Can you just, just show them a picture and then... Is it like... That, mm, like a hairdresser. Like a hairdresser. Yeah. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I don't want to lose your face. Oh, no, he would never. He's such a nice man. Good. He also What's says he the same just thing. Your, just your forehead? 
Yeah, he's very, he is very like, let's not ruin your lovely face yeah. and let's Get, just take what's it, it like? easy. Is it very slow. painful? Does it feel uh, weird? It's less painful than I thought it was going to be. It right. does feel weird though that like, you, it, it's kind of like a heaviness in a way that you can't like, you're trying to lift your eyebrows and then you're like, oh, like if you have, weird. I, I know it is weird. It yeah. is weird. And I'm not promote. I no, want to be interesting. Like, so like you feel like, but is it the paralysis of it? Yeah. And I want to be clear. I want to be, I want to tell the truth that I have it, but I don't want to, I'm not necessarily saying anybody should do it. We know you're saying it's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. But also it might not be forever. Maybe I'll decide me no likey, but at the minute, I like you. What happens if you stop? Oh, it wears off. Oh, you just go back to normal. Yeah, you go back oh. at, within three months. I thought it like froze you at a certain no. state and no. you remained no. in that state. Oh, bless That's your heart. Age. Bless your heart. Cryogenic freezing, uh, yeah, isn't it? Like Walt Disney. Or you know in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where you get to like checkpoints and then if you yes. oh, you back to that. that would be I amazing. I thought it was like that. So when your Botox <laughs> wears Dr. off, Ewan, can we do you that? become the age that would be amazing. That, that is the best metaphor for Botox. That would be That would be amazing. That's what it was. So that's why you needed to top it up. Dude, it would be way more expensive if that was the case. That would be incredible. No, so actually what it is is Botox is the most effective from when you get it after two weeks it starts to work right and then right. it's the most effective then and then it basically wears off for the next three months so it gets less oh it's not effective. long no exactly I thought it gave you like ten years which is the only reason that I did it because I don't really like fucking with my face but I thought right. I could try this and see how I feel yeah 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 um, but I don't were you getting a lot of cause just I getting a lot of static lines get a man lot of that. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's because I've been I've surprised a lot in my life. I don't life. think it matters. Yeah, oh my god, I'm shocked. It seems all the time. Yeah. But I guess that's because we plan, and then things don't work out. Something at you, and then you fucking out. <laughs> Maybe I don't need Doctor You, and maybe I just need I just a bit need more of a be, laser yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Got to go with stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> Come to I don't need to raise my eyebrows. This is fine. But yeah, I'll let you know how it goes because he seemed like the last time I did a day, tell you that I accidentally went to a place where they training. They're training people. Yeah. Did not expect this. That's scary. I was like, how come it's so cheap? Did you have a trainee? Do it. Oh, not only a trainee, but a woman who was like, like her hand was basically <laughs> shaking. And the other woman had to be like, no, no, no. Sorry, we're just going to stop there. Stopped the camera rolling. She was in some exam. Didn't expect that Why either. Why filming it? I don't know. And she had like popped like, like chalk lines or, or marks where she was going to do it. And then the other woman had to be like behind the camera like... Whoa. I'm just going to stop there. They obviously deleted that video. <laughs> Wiped my thing and she was like, I'm going to very she carefully. Put them in the wrong places. Yeah, so she's like, I'm going to draw them lightly and then just draw over them again. Oh my Don't God. wipe them off. And I was like, this is fucking terrifying. But I couldn't. Actually, that was one of those times where I realized I'm one of those people who does things out of politeness because every part of my body was like, leave, leave, yeah, leave. But you just can't. Yeah. Leave, You're like, leave, yeah, good leave, luck. leave. And, um, it's only my face. I know. And yet I was still like, well, I wouldn't want to mess up her exam. <laughs> like, oh so I was like, oh my God. So I am thrilled that Dr. Ewan seems to be a qualified professional. She'll have failed, surely, that that person. I to stop her hope so. For <laughs> sure. Change the thing. I you really hope her. so. Have you but, ever heard of, um, do you know, microblading? Yeah. Oh, I've ma- Have you? Yeah. Is Is it hor- a friend night? of mine does it, like trains yeah. to do it, and then it sounds insane. These they like bad chop- boys. So they're These chopped bad boys. in. Yeah, chopped in eyebrows. They're, it's like a tattoo. Yeah, they've cut into my skin to make them. Wow. Really? Why do you have it? I, I thought microblading was when you did that with good the enough. knife. I should say that I did not know that's what microblading was. I thought it was like tattooing, but then I went in there. Like, she was do like, loads of tiny cuts. Yeah, I, that. Yeah, have you not seen my? No, eyebrows? I knew you had your eyebrows tattooed on. I didn't. I don't. No, it's like they, thought... they they cut into they cut loads of tiny tiny things and then, and then they, they, fill they ink it with in ink. Yeah. those cuts. 
So sort of like a tattoo, but more, but but it more of a but more of oh a wound. But it looks great. But it looks so good. It looks really Thanks, good. Guys. What's the one where they take a knife down your skin? <laughs> oh, that's just shaving. Oh. But, no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a. No, this, no, this. I really want to find a photo of, of me without my eyebrows. I, I like they, but it's skin. not to like. Maybe it is shaving. It's not like <laughs> scrape off a layer of skin. Oh, those oh, little okay. fuzz removers. I know what you mean. Yeah. What is that called? Write in if you know what that's called. <laughs> um, I want to find my eyebrows before because I really think you'll be shocked. I remember going to yours the day you had these done, though. Well, that was re- it's really intense when you first yeah. get them done. You look yeah, like, you, like, you're like, what have I done? This is a horror You show. looked great. and you very red. They were like red around it and they were just... Okay, like, these are my eyebrows before. Done. Your real eyebrows. My real eyebrows, very blonde, very thin. Oh, okay. You're beautiful. Yeah, yeah these are thanks, great. But hey, look at that. And that's also maybe before Botox. So what a life. What a life I've lived. She's lived. What a life I've lived. But yeah, I didn't really have any eyebrows before is basically the point. And now I do, um, which is exciting, I guess. But also, who gives a shit? What a boring story from Catherine. Do you have more plans? No. What more would you do? No more. Right, right, right. No. I'm going to get a tit lift. Really? Yeah. I think there's a point at which you have to draw a line in the sand where, like, I think if you're trying to chase perfection, you only lose. Yeah, yeah, that's Uh, true. uh, There'll always be something else. And to be clear, probably, like, I also, like... When people, I hate when people are like, oh, you don't need that. Like, nobody needs anything. Yeah. It's yeah, like, you just do the thing you want. It's just, yeah. You want Let's it be very like clear. It. No, but no one has ever needed Botox. Yeah. It's like... Unless it's one of those medical conditions where you sweat so much they have to Botox your armpit. Is that a thing? Embarrassing bodies. Oh, yep. yeah. That oh. is a thing. Yeah. I do sweat a lot. I never thought to get, like, my pits or my hands done, though. It's like a thing that closes up the pore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know exactly. No, it does. You're exactly yeah. right. Um, but anyway... Fun thoughts from Catherine. Yeah. I I have I have real mixed feelings talking about it. I feel like partly like I don't like when people lie about it. But on the other hand, I don't want it to be like. I think it's just honest. Yeah, I think it's nice. Yeah, but I don't love that. I Do you want me to be honest with you now? I haven't heard a single thing you said because I'm just thinking about my favorite who wants to be a millionaire. So. <laughs> <laughs> for about 12 to 13 minutes now, uh, I'd say. Listen, I don't expect you to ever listen to me. We were, we were Charles and oh, Diana yeah, Ingram. I mean, great. The, the uh, major. Great. You, <laughs> yeah. He was, from, he was from my hometown. No. That was, that was like a mad story. And your hometown. Yeah. He was from Salisbury. No. Yeah. It was in the journal. It was like national shame. It was the biggest thing that had ever happened to us until the script house. Sure. I just exploded. reenacted that scene, the, the Charles Ingram scene, for question team. I'm, Oh, <laughs> question <laughs> team with Richard Iowata. I did a GCSE drama piece of it. I don't think wow. it's out yet. Phenomenal. Yeah. I would love to see you on Question Time. Yeah. 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 We all were. <laughs> recreating that. Yeah. <laughs> and now? It was such a mad story. For anyone who doesn't know, there was a major that went on. Um, who wants to be a millionaire in the UK? Helen, people five. know. Oh, yeah. and, okay. There was a, there was a Look film it about up. it. There was a whole yeah, show. Yeah, there was a, Who a played part two. It's the quiz. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, Sheen. played Chris yeah. Tarrant. Oh, good. It was incredible. But I remember Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I remember being at my friend's house for a sleepover the night a woman won it. And oh, it felt... the woman who's oh, on the Egghead. Judith, I want to say. Judith, she's on Eggheads. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I was in Judith Egghead's one... 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was in Kath's Sloper's oh, kitchen. Nice joins up. We were having like turkey dinosaurs and like potato waffles. Wow. Oh and my the TV God. was on and her mum kept going, shh, and like turning the volume up. <gasps> and we were like, something, something's happening. Like that feeling of like, there's something exciting happening. How long had it been going before she won it? Oh, maybe a year or so. A oh, bit, right. yeah. Oh, okay. But like, it was just, we were just so excited. And then it happened and we lost our fucking mind. She was it so was confusing because she, yeah. because when she went on, she already sounded like a millionaire. Judith is such a posh voice that you're like, surely she, surely she already is. That's not surely the it's hair and everything. Tension you just think, of it. I know, though. so exciting, so thrilling. Then, have you guys did that end the midway? What that, the best? The best winners. Yeah, the best winners ever of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. No, that sounds great. Compilations of them answering the million pound, <gasps> a million dollar question. That sounds nice. And there's that famous one of the guy in America <laughs> who has. Yeah, yeah. Right, have you seen this one? It's amazing. What? It's like the most famous one in America. So the last question comes up. He's still got phone a friend. It's a really difficult question. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, oh, shit. And everyone in the audience is like, no, because you're so behind this guy, no. right? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I want to use my lifeline. Can I? can I call my dad, please? And they're like, yep, what does your dad do? And he's like, oh, my dad's uh, retired now, blah, blah, blah. And the dad answers the phone and goes, hello. And he goes, hey, I've got your son here. He's on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Final question. We're really hoping you can help. 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. And he goes, hey, dad. So I don't really need help with the question. I just wanted to call you and tell you I'm about to win a million dollars. That's great. It's incredible. That's so cool. What? That's amazing. And his dad goes, does he lose? Great. No, that was the <laughs> be absolutely Could brilliant imagine? if you lost. Could you fucking imagine? Wow. But he wins it, he just knew and it. it's incredible. Yeah, he knew it. He that knew it. Me goosebumps. Am I have, yeah, that was I really great. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Honestly. You told that story very well. I have actual goosebumps. <laughs> it's such a joyful thing watching people win these shows. Yeah. Like, have you seen... Um, that made my, me really excited. My friend's dad, for a while, was uh, the biggest loser on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <gasps> and for ages, he was TV's biggest loser. He lost the largest amount. He was on the Shut million pound question. No! Had, I think, one lifeline left. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it was how tall is an Oscar statuette in inches? And he did his phone a friend. She didn't know. And then he tried it anyway. And went, oh, God. Grand. 32! You yeah. go from a million to 32? Half a million. He could have walked away with half a million. Went home with 32. And he was very zen about it. If you watch the clip, he just goes, never mind. Yeah, 32. I still got more money. Insane. He was really good about it. He had a good attitude. You've got to have biggest loser, though, for a while. I would break the set. (laughs) (laughs) I would be fuming. I think I'd be fine on Who Wants to Be Now losing money, but deal or no deal, I always, even as a child, was like, this is horrendous, because it's so random. They make them live in the house. They drive them insane. Yeah. They They put them in a hotel for a month, and then they tell them weird cult stuff. To get them to believe it, I, I, this is all based on secondhand stuff. I don't really know what they do, but they all live together for like the month no, of their filming. No. This is a conspiracy it's like a theory, show. but it's true because no. Noel Edmonds theory. is part of a weird religion where he no, has he's to. The, it's the secret. He writes. He he does manifesting. He writes oh, on his hand off. the stuff that he 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 manifests his stuff. No, but it, he, he does, does it, but it in been pictures. Working for him. No, he's got everything he wants. No. No, he puts yeah. it out into the universe. He, he, yeah. he doesn't want that he, hair. He said positivity yeah. could kill cancer. Did he? Yeah. That's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Positivity and a lot of rigorous treatment from hopefully the NHS providing it and not being dicks about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 
Um, deal or no deal though that's why they all go on and they're all a bit mad like oh I need mm. to have this with me and they sort of like do laps and they like touch boxes and feel them and use their mind they've Shut been going up. insane they've, they've been driven they're insane they're in this place all together taken to the studio every day where they stand for about five hours behind a box like they have lost their minds by the time they get picked that's horrible and that's why it's all so really weird shot, that's horrible but also because there's no control they have right they just go box 17 yeah. I've got a feeling I've got a feeling I'll make a stop they have to have make some reason to feel like they know what they're doing. Okay, they're well, everybody manifest positivity because yeah. it's that part of the show where we give advice to a listener. Are you oh. ready for this? Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm now thinking about deal how or no we deal. would do on Deal or No Deal. You'd kill. Yeah, you'd, you'd end do up great. killing. You'd do great. Oh, no. wait, wait, I'd second guess wait, myself. And I'd have an instinct. you do well? You'd, you'd, you'd say, what do you mean I'd kill? I think you'd end up like killing somebody who you felt like fucked oh. you over box one. Uh, oh, oh I thought you said you'd do really well. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you'd strangle somebody who you felt had like unfairly purposefully given you a bad box. Yeah, that's yeah. true as well. I think it could, could go either Both way. Both could be true. You wouldn't be in the middle. No, it would be oh, extremely no, no. the yeah. way. Yeah, Based yeah, on yeah, all yeah. of my experience with any sort of quiz or winning format of television shows, I would be terrible. You'd be a very aggressive. You'd be calling the producer a hard there. loser. Yeah. I was not told the parameters of yeah, the question. Exactly. <laughs> Let's solve a problem because I feel like we're all in a really good space. Yes, fantastic. Well, um, this this problem is entitled Edinburgh Fringe? Question mark exclamation mark. Oh yeah. Come see uh, Jos um, Norris, Catherine Bohart, Helen Barron, Andrew White. Well, that was the question. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> uh, no, the question is: uh, This is from. Uh, oh, they just it's just signed. Want to be a comedian? I want to oh. be a comedian. Um, so they said uh, this catching up on the podcast uh, they love the show uh, and oh, the, that we've heard us mention the Fringe quite a lot yes and they're wondering uh, how do you do the Edinburgh Fringe there's multi-parts to this question um, take and pick what you like uh, from start to finish what is the 101 class of being a comedian in the Fringe uh, it always seems so opaque like many creative industry rites of passage and must-dos how do you pick a venue prep for the show find somewhere to live for four weeks how do you survive a month in Edinburgh <laughs> how do you afford a month in Edinburgh <laughs> Um, no. Is it an outdated habit that people still do because of FOMO, like going to uni and getting a degree? Or is there a certain career imperative to do it? Anyway, basically, <gasps> give us a rundown of the entire fringe any, process. I, is there any framework That's of how far into question. their career this person is? Um, very, very new. Um, right. They, yes. Actually, respect this question because I do remember going up to be a tech for Pleasance when I was 18 oh, and yeah. being like, I wonder how, like, how do you do a show? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it like, looks pretty mad. There, this is what's annoying. There is no one simple answer to this because there are many options. So I think let's just go for how do you put on a show at the Edinburgh Fringe? Simple. There are several different companies. So that in the, we call it the big four, which are like Pleasance, Assembly, Underbelly and... Gilded Balloon. Thank you very much, Gilded Balloon. There's also the Free Fringe and a couple of mid-ground ones, which, I say mid-ground, this is not like ranking them as far as goodness. They're all fucking amazing and bad in their own way. Some that are like, pay what you want instead of buying a ticket and there are the free ones where you just turn up. Uh, so there's just the tonic, which I'd say is sort of like in between, like you can do like pay what you want, you can pay for the venue. There's um, theatre venues, one's called Green something. Green there's side. Green side. There's space. The space, thank you. Like there's so many and different ones. they tend ones. to be more theatre. More theatre and cabaret. Free Fringe is sort of the best one for like fringe. just accessibility and forget. Like if you're brand new, then Free Fringe, it's, it's probably quite easy to get a venue to apply I and say, hello, fringe. I'm new, I have a show idea. And a lot of the free fringe venues are just kind of rooms above pubs and things, so you're probably much more likely to find something, whereas you'd probably go to a bigger paid venue yeah. after you've done a bit more. So it depends whether you want to to build up to doing a paid thing 
or whether you just want to go for it and do a show in a free perhaps, room. I completely like spaffed I was gonna away say, perhaps, my early stuff. Perhaps we should all say yeah. what we did yeah. so that maybe, because I think that's the best way to show you how much diversity there is. Yeah. I, the first year I did um, the Edinburgh Fringe, I'd been going for six months in comedy. I'd maybe done like 30 gigs, maybe 40 gigs. Is this cat cool? Um, no, 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 way before this. So the very first year I've been going for six months and in that month of Edinburgh Fringe, I went and I flyered for two shows and I teched for two shows. Yeah. That's how I got up there. I stayed at a friend's mom's house, very lucky. And then I did free, I just did five minute spots, as many as I could. And I did more gigs in that month than I had in stand up yet. That's how I did my first mm. year. The second year, I did Just the Tonic, yep. two-hander with another comic, Callie Beaton. We did Saw it. We did that. And um, and then the following year, I did The Pleasance Reserve, which you audition for. And they pay for you to go and do 15 minutes every night on a mixed bill for The Pleasance. And then I debuted at The Pleasance. And then I did my second year at The Pleasance, big four. And this year, I'm going to Monkey Barrel. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, there yeah. are very different ways in... Um, whereas you did your first year, what did you do? So I did, I went up as a tech for Pleasance when I was 18. It was my first time at the Fringe and where you, it's literally like you apply for a job. So you apply yeah. to the Pleasance to be their tech. You go for a job interview and then they pay for your accommodation and they give you like a work schedule and you go in and you tech for these shows. Then a couple of years after that, I went up with a show on the Free Fringe under a Latasca restaurant in Newtown. This is before I'd started doing stand-up. I was doing like um, like a satirical comedy play. And that one just applied on the Free Fringe. Sorry, so what was the satirical? A... Really? Yeah. You wrote a satirical yeah. comedy play? Yeah. Oh, how have I never heard that before? Not a one-woman show, no. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. Um, with um, Edge Yelland. No. Yes. Seriously. In 20, uh, 2013. You wrote a play. Yes, I wrote a play. Why is everyone so shocked? With Ed Yelland. Ed, wait, he didn't write it. He was in it. Political right. satire? Yes. What What was the, can what you were you satirizing? Some, can you give us some lines for the play? That's oh what? my God. Coalition. I'm so done with this. It was, it was about the media. Right. <laughs> okay, this is the thing. Do not let this put you off doing Fringe because whatever you do first, you will be ripped to shreds for it for some reason. That was... It sounds great. A, it excited. was actually yeah. good. I would like you to put it on again, yeah. please. I would like to go I see it. I do have a script for it. Do it. Do it. And we also got do asked one to do off. a one night at sea venue, so it's clearly <gasps> a hit. Whoa. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That was on the free Fringe and I literally applied on the website. Um, with my friend Louise Bastock, who's now also a stand-up comedian, yes. amazing stand-up comedian, and we um, put it on, and that was we just got given like a venue, which was what in I would give to watch that play. For sure, I have a clip somewhere. Please yeah, send. Please send. Put it. Okay, I'll figure it out. Get involved. Well, what? I worked with him. Oh. But then he went to uni with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then I was doing this. Who he is was like, I know stand-ups. An He's an actor. Oh. But I, who I worked with in. A cafe. So before I knew you properly, I was at the cafe in the right. National Theatre. Right, right. Before yeah, I worked yeah, in the yeah, cafe yeah, around yeah. the corner from the cafe you were working. Yeah. Can you put yeah, the yeah. clip on for Patreons? If I can find it, I hundred percent will. Oh my god! That's I play nice. like a journalist. <laughs> Do you say things like the media? Sadly, no. Oh, you but never like, said the words the media. I must have said the media. Surely, surely you mentioned the media. It's all a metaphor. Or it's all in their heads. It we is, will figure it, it out later. How was this happening? 
was about the meat. Oh, yeah, yeah, ripping yeah, sorry, me to shreds. Sorry. I'm not ripping. I think it sounds great. Thank you very much. I didn't very know you'd written a play. I, I wrote a play. Was, very, very ambitious, hardworking young lady. That's cool. Um, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> and then I went up and did a year of. I so I entered the newcomer competitions. Oh yeah, and I did that too. My like uh, semi finals for things which is as far as I got were in Edinburgh and I did spots yeah. which was basically you go to open mics in London and you hear that there's like people doing compilations in Edinburgh yeah. get their email even if they don't know you people will drop out and they will ask you so just be available 100% year after that did a split hour with a friend at Just a Tonic which is a venue where oh, you same can do free um, and also did a compilation show called the lunchtime special which no longer exists that's no use but it was one of the ones you apply for year after that auditioned for the pleasance reserve and the year after catherine and did that that year and then did my first hour at the pleasance which was the first time i had the experience of like i had an agent at this point and um my agency was producing the shows that year so i very much said like i want to do my first hour and if you do the Pleasance Reserve, there's like an unsaid contract that they get first reviews of for your first hour. So my first hour there and I'm returning there. But I also feel like I'm now in that position, which is very lucky, hopefully at last, where I can say like, I'd like to do this. And someone else does the exactly. application process. Nice. But it's so exciting. Wow. It's so exciting. Right. And that um, that first year I did my split hour, I also did the BBC final in Edinburgh. Oh, and that's how I got yeah, signed. Yeah. So actually, it's a big, it's a point is it's not a compulsory place to be, but it's a good place to be. Just yeah. tell us your story. And I'm really I hoping there's a satirical did. play in the mix. I, <laughs> I didn't really know. My, I kind of knew about the Fringe as a place that people did shows. And I had no yeah. idea about the kind of progression of it that oh, you go same. up and like maybe you fly her for a year and then right? you do a split bill and then you do a 40 minute thing and then you do your first show all that yeah, kind of thing yeah. of like taking the time to learn how the fringe works before you go into it yeah. please I had tell no me idea you went about. up and did an hour I just did an hour yeah! <laughs> I, straight up. I love these kings and I was doing I'd no! done about like six no! months of, uh, of gigs in London can I just stop you there I'm so sorry um, this is not how we would recommend you do this no this is a bad <laughs> this is a bad it's worked out I mean it, it gives you a lot of space to learn because it means yes. you spoiled your like entry into it so badly by just throwing it away yeah, but you, it then means there's no pressure on anything you do after because there's also a concept of endless. debuting in Edinburgh that people pay attention to if you have any um, experience yeah, and if or you've profile built up some amount of like you know people Interest. saying they like their work and that kind yeah. of thing that you can then have some sort of noise around your first show I had no idea about this so I'd done a bunch of gigs around London and didn't enjoy doing five minute spots because I was like you can't really do very much because there's yeah. no so I was like I'd, I'd rather do a whole hour of stuff oh my god I so I did an hour uh, it was fine uh, it did get reviewed people were nice about it uh, wow well but, done like, in little not in any amazing major thing. Yeah. but it meant because it had kind of been thrown away and I hadn't learned anything about how the fringe works or how to do it. It then mm. meant I went through sort of. I, I love you, and I and I'd learned nothing. Yeah, I'd learned nothing <laughs> from that first one. I'd learned like the amount that you'd learn from a first year at the fringe of like, oh, okay, that's what it is, and that's what it yeah, yeah, feels yeah. like, and this is how it functions. Yeah. Uh, but I think I then had to do maybe three shows in a row of just not great stuff, of just trying to kind of build up the interest and the. And just the, the ability to do that stuff that yeah. normally you would take the time. Yes. For. So I think I did four solo shows before <gasps> I learned how to be good at Edinburgh. And in a way, I really, I really enjoyed that because it for meant there was sure. no part of my brain that was going, "Oh, I need to make sure that so and so sees it and that I'm in these kind yeah. of environments." And 
that, like there was that no pressure on what I was That is actually what the fringe was built for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Development I, I did material. it the way maybe people did it 30 years ago or something where it's just it's like... A it's a very traditional route in some ways. And yeah. And, and I think that meant it took me a lot longer to get to a point where suddenly everyone went, oh, we like this guy's... Like, it was probably only the last sort of three years or so. Think, yeah. Now like you fast forward to this year and we're all doing our own solo shows yeah. at yeah, the yeah, fringe yeah, yeah, yeah. in what we say is probably a traditional way. What's your venue? To answer the question... Pleasant Dome as well this year. Yeah. Which is the first time I've done... I did one thing with Underbelly in 2014 because mm-hmm. I wanted to try what that was like and it wasn't right for me then I think because I wasn't I wasn't good enough to have put on a show that was worth paying £10 for so it, yeah. it did alright but I was aware of feeling guilty for asking people to spend that much money oh, well, so then I went okay. back to pay what you want but this year I've made a show that's much more sort of theatre and it's got a lot of tech and it's got other actors in it and stuff Exciting. so I kind of thought it has to be in a proper venue where I can make it look and sound so good. good fabulous so this is the first year sort of going back to a paid thing what's it called? It's, it's called Blink uh, Wait, I, I love that. a sort of uh, paranoid megalomaniac magician who's trying to control what everybody thinks oh yeah, yeah it's really fun it's been really oh nice my God, working great. on it but I think yeah it just comes down to a choice between whether you want to whether this person wants to go to the fringe because they want the rewards of the fringe in which case it's much better to do the kind of slow measured build up to doing a debut way mm. whether they just want to be there to kind of play and experiment and create in which case you might as well just go and do it but it, the problem is it's got so expensive that it's really not sensible to do it that way anymore but I no. think we can say from what we've all said there is like we have all ended up in like a very similar place from three incredibly from different, different routes and that is 100% all it will ever be it's yeah. like you have to do what's right for you and all I'll say is the only tangible thing I can think of before starting performing at the Fringe is to go up to the Fringe mm. yeah see loads on the free fringe see a couple of things at the paid venues and just see which what rooms are available and then I when you're never... applying you can say I liked this room I saw this show there and I think yeah. it makes a difference it's yeah. research right? I, yeah just I show that you're interested I hadn't done that but so I think that's a great idea but I also think something to be said for what we did with, as well which is like go and work there because it can be quite a lonely place mm. for all that it's very very busy and um, you can w- watch shows of shows if you but if you have some connection to some shows whether it's through flyering or teching or whatever mm. Mm-hmm. then at least you feel like there's a place I have to be every day at this specific time. I'm not just going, God, yeah, this is a lot. Do? <laughs> what do I do? And then, you know, you have someone you'll speak to who's seen something yeah. and they can right. tell you it was yeah, good or whatever. So I just say it. that just makes it feel a little bit less uh, lonesome. Yeah. It's such a weird one, isn't it? Because when you're in it, it all makes sense. Not all of it, but you get a vague idea of like, yeah, oh, you're you doing this. To I kind home. of miss how clueless I was, though, because... Honestly, I was so unaware of the pressures that actually do exist and also so willing to ask questions that now I would never have the nerve to ask, even mm. when I don't know what's going on. Like, at the, when I first came to the fringe, I was literally like, hey, what's this? Yeah. People would be like, the most important event of the day. And you'd be like, cool, who's <laughs> here? And they'd be like, that's Steve Coogan. And I'm like, great, who's he? And then, so <gasps> like, I know. And that's, but I... I had no shame. I was just curious. Yeah. Whereas now I'm so, I'd be too self-aware to be it's like... It's all very savvy. Like, I remember thinking, oh, these, they're like, all over the city during the month of August is these big posters that go up all around the place, mm. like really big ones. I remember thinking like, oh, that's how you, you've you got to get big to get a big poster. Yeah, and now yeah, yeah, know, yeah. No, you just, you just spend money. It. Yeah. You literally, <laughs> Anyone like you can buy whatever you want. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a money it's so thing. so expensive. Well. Yeah, it's incredibly like nothing. It's a lot. Yeah. What do you guys reckon about the question they were asking about? Is it just an outdated way of doing things that doesn't matter anymore? What do you guys think of that? It is for some people. Do you think it's on its way out? 
Look, I think it's I think what it is that it's hard now for from a comics perspective, not from an audience perspective, or from a comics perspective, and what it's been for a while is it is a jobs fair. It's mm-hmm. a way to go. You set up your stall and you say, "Hey, this is what I do. Want to hire me for the next eleven months?" Yeah, and then hopefully people will, and hopefully people will love it, and they'll tell their friends, and that'll be and you'll get an audience, and you'll get some work, and it's like hopefully a place to develop your show for your tour. But and I think you know, I, sorry, I was going to say, I think for some people that has become redundant because they've built an audience through yeah. something else like yeah, online yeah. or through podcasting and I think those are as legitimate ways to do yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's cuz I think in a way the sort of jobs fair aspect of it is a shame but it's not mm. but it's sort of something you have to engage with because that's what it is now. And I think it's all right if the thing you're working on is something you're genuinely like it's a piece of work that you would have made anyway uh-huh. and that you're oh, proud that's of essential. and that you believe in and that's essential. Great. Mm-hmm. And if the work you make is the sort of work that needs to be in that. Like a lot of yeah. edit shows wouldn't work as podcasts or as yeah. online videos yeah. or as streams. Or like if you make the sort of work that exists in that space, well, the then you just go and do it do, and you're I'm proud of it and you about put it on and that kind of thing. Your show at The Hive, was it? The oh, one yeah. with the string oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, sandwich. Yeah, 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 you just couldn't do that. Where you had Matt Ewan coming yeah, in. Yeah, Matt Ewan destroyed <laughs> my show at the end of it. It was the day. most incredible. It was nonsense. You're an example of a show who is so like, the being in the room live when you're performing is fucking electric because it's because you're mental right oh, like thanks. i'm not crossing the line there <laughs> yeah. no, that's true and that show is available on next up it is yeah, yeah. it is on available next on next up and you have to watch it what was it called it was called the amazing no the incredible jos norris locks himself inside his own show then escapes against all the odds <laughs> at the time i went through a phase of just going i think sometimes you go so far into the fringe <laughs> that you start to make things actively difficult for yourself and you're like yeah. i believe so much in making a weird show that is exists in its own right or whatever that you you start putting barriers up to the audience so you make the name too long for people even to be able to remember oh, how it to was recommend so it and funny. all this shit. It was so, no. so I'm trying to kind of unlearn a little bit of that and make stuff that's a little bit more audience friendly but keep the, the, the silliness madness. and the weirdness of, of stuff. Oh, that was a fun show. But yeah, there's stuff like that that sort of has to be at the fringe because you couldn't do it online. Or also, it's but somewhere think... you can do so many like hours on stage a day. Yeah, and yeah. Like, boot camp. It, like, yeah, just the practice. Is, like, it's amazing how good people get. Mm-hmm. Like you don't necessarily feel it for yourself until a couple of months afterwards. But like I see friends at the beginning of the fringe and they have a really good show. Mm. And then you'll see them at in September at a gig and you'll be like, fuck yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone comes People back like so smashing. Much. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Look, I think it's relevant for some, it's not relevant for others. But, yeah. also, but also it's become prohibitively expensive for everybody. Yeah. But also at its heart, what it's meant to be is a beautiful, wonderful celebration of a lot of great and like exploration of what comedy could be like. To yeah. be fair to the Fringe, it's the only place I've ever sat in rooms consistently and gone, comedy could be this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really exciting. We're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. I like you. You learn these rules in your head that you've written yourself. Yeah. But like, and then you're like, oh, you see somebody yeah, like you, see you doing their thing, or Ewan's, or like an Australian clown, yeah. or like Michelle Wolf, or so, who you'd never see otherwise for ten quid, and then you're yeah. like. Oh, this is yeah. Just that cool. thing, gathering everyone in one place is really nice. Yeah, you yeah. do see those scenes from all over the world and all over the country and stuff. Have we been helpful? <gasps> it, I, honestly, I feel this person's frustration because I remember this thought before I did my satirical play. <laughs> <laughs> did it do well? How did it do? Not like oh. no, but like for me at the time, we thought it went well. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had like we didn't. We never had to pull a show. There was always yeah. someone there. Yeah, that's okay, great. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up anyway. I'm so sorry. So, oh my god, we run over. Oh my god, we're the worst. I know. We got to go. That was a big problem. That wasn't your really? fault, right? Listener, all solved. You're welcome. There you go. 
Jaws Norris. Where can people see your show? What time? How do they find you? It's on in Edinburgh at uh, Jack Dome, Pleasant's Jack Dome at 8.20, so people can go and see it there. I think there's one more London preview on the 15th of July at Pleasant's in Islington, so if this goes out before then, it will. It in London, it will. then you're very welcome to that. Or Lovely. if you want to see it in Edinburgh, then uh, they can go to josnorris.co.uk and there's all dates Fabulous. That was josnorris.co.uk. And same as always, follow Jos on social media and we'll tag him in everything we Whoa, release about this. What's his social really media? Yeah. Uh, at Jos Norris on every Very easy thing. to find. Yeah. What an easy guy. He's the one in t-shirts. Okay. Also, <laughs> All right. quickly with Pleasants, reserve, the Presents um, previews, they still do a deal where it's three previews for like... Yeah, I think you can get like... three shows for 12. I think it's five pounds Really good deal. Season, yeah, I'm doing another preview there see in that. July as well. And they've got amazing other people. <sighs> that been but like you guys, to see me and Jos and then get one for free. That's, nice. that's nice. pretty good. Yeah. That's the dream. It's a good deal. Do you want to sing us out, Jos? Um, I can do Edelweiss. Yes! yes, please. Yes. I only know the bit where he sings Edelweiss. That's fine. But I think it goes Edelweiss, Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Bless my homeland forever. Goodbye, Jos! You literally knew the word. I knew that one Uh, word. (laughs) Thank you to all our lovely supporters, our producers, Kira Leach, Richard Bicknell, L, Richard Bold, Sadie Cashmore, Zoe, Rachel Page, Joe Holmes, Victoria Hutchison, Emma Walton, Karen David Bull, Anthony Conway, Tim and Don, uh, Dom, uh, Sarah Harkey, Deakin, uh, Oliver Jago, Alex Pugh, Claire Owen Jones, Harold Van Dyke, David Walker, Jess and Nick, Rachel R, Neil Redmond, Caitlin Lick, Sarah and Molly, and our lovely executive producers. Annie Connor, Janina Bautista, Mary Fox, Guy Goodman, and the lovely Simon Lewis. Thank you so much. 